Hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Peter Webb. I love the topic of wisdom. It is one of those topics that is endearing and in some senses always out of reach. And uh, maybe it is the ongoing pursuit of intelligence and the application of the embodied version of it that leads to what other people might view as wisdom. Peter has some really useful and very practical ideas to share. And a few jumped out at me. The first one, which seems to be a common theme more and more in my interviews and in the work I'm doing with leaders, and that is the application of mindfulness in order to cultivate the ability to stay focused in the midst of noise or in the midst of chaos. And Peter's research into System 3 thinking has led him to believe that focus is one of the six dimensions and the ability to stay focused is one of the key dimensions of leaders when accessing what he refers to as System 3 thinking. Other guests on this podcast have talked about their practice and the practices of mindfulness and how they cultivate that on a daily basis. So I won't rehash that here, but I would just encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast who would like to understand more My personal recommendation is Sam Harris and Waking Up as one great resource to go to. There are many, many resources. But for me, mindfulness is I am building out my attention capacity to allow me to stay focused when the world around me is trying to distract me. That is the key benefit of mindfulness and whatever resource you can have or access to help you build out your own practice in mindfulness, I would encourage you to do that. The second thing that he talked about, which really struck me, is reflecting on your life lessons or indeed the lives of others. And I think this is really important. Accumulating knowledge is so easy. In today's information age, knowledge is at everyone's fingertips or is just one or two clicks away. So knowledge is not the currency that is useful any longer. The old cliche that he who has the knowledge has power is no longer as much a cliche as it used to be. But for me, I think it is the embodiment of knowledge is what leads to the accumulation of power, in this case, wisdom. And what Peter was sharing with us is, given the access we all have to understanding people's stories, how do we learn from our own experiences and indeed learn from other people's experiences? And what is the active reflection process that allows us to embody the lessons of life's experiences? Just knowing about them is not enough. It's the practical embodiment of that learning is what leads to being able to retrieve insight from life's experiences. The third thing that really struck me from Peter's conversation today was decisiveness is not just about making decisions. Decisiveness is about taking small steps, small micro action steps, small decisions that allow you to gain momentum, allow you to make a few steps forward, allow you to gain insight into information that may not previously have been available. But like his story as a 14-year-old when he was stuck on that bridge over the Torrid River, standing still is not an option. Going backwards is not an option. Inching forward was the only option that he had. But in doing so, he was able to figure out different ways of overcoming that bridge. And likewise, during times of ambiguity, Making no decision is not necessarily the right thing, but making small decisions might lead to insights were not previously available. And the fourth thing that really struck me 
the tolerance for divergent values. And the word values is what really hit me. Peter is not talking about divergent views. It's very easy to be in a conversation and ask someone their opinion, knowing that their opinion is different to yours and listen to it very politely. That's a very different thing to tolerating their value set, tolerating someone's values that are very different to yours and how they approach the world how they look at the world, their worldview, what they hold to be important. Now, in all of this, of course, we're assuming that no harm is done. You know, someone's value sets that actually has harm for other people is not what we're talking about here, but is understanding that I may have strong values, but I hold them weakly in the sense of I am willing and able to understand and want to understand other people's values, not necessarily their views, but the values that underpin those views. Because the more I understand those values, the more I'm able to engage in a conversation that might lead both of us to a different output. So I suppose the action that comes out of this is, how do I spend time in areas that are strange to me or with people I don't fully know yet in order to understand what they value? Going back to the previous comment on life experiences, that maybe I take time to discover or to watch documentaries about different societies, different classes of people, or different business industries so I understand what they value. Or indeed, I may engage in a conversation over barbecue the weekend with someone who I normally wouldn't to understand their life story and their story of origin and how that shaped who they've become today. And therefore, I understand what they value. Because in doing so, I am able to expand my own sense of divergent thinking and divergent understanding. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Leadership Diet. We hope you enjoyed it. Head over to www.theleadershipdiet.com where you can subscribe to the podcast, to our blogs, and retrieve the show notes from each episode. Every show note has links to whatever resources were mentioned by our guest, including their favorite song or band. And the best way you can support this podcast is by subscribing and sharing it with your colleagues and friends so they can hear the insights from our guests as well. Thank you.